Welcome back, MTN Nets podcast. Uh, game's not over yet, but I've seen enough. I, I mean, I, I've seen enough for a while now. I don't know why I waited so long. There's like seven minutes left in this game here between the Nets and the Knicks. Knicks up by like 20 or so. And um, a very bad effort by Brooklyn coming off of this West Coast trip where they dropped four straight games. Well, I think it was three straight. It's about to be four straight. I think the only win they got on that trip was at Phoenix, which is nice. I mean, if I'm going to pick one game to win, it's probably that one. But, you know, last time I talked to you guys, they had won five out of six games right before that West Coast trip. They were playing pretty good ball, and I felt pretty good about the team. I think they were like 13-8, and eight, probably right around like the 7-8 seed, whatever. And now they are going to drop below 500. The offense looks terrible. Mikel Bridges can't shoot. I think tonight, I want to see what his numbers are tonight because it's really bad. He is 3 for 20 tonight, Mikel Bridges. 1 for 8 from 3. I mean, Cam Johnson played all right, shooting-wise, but nobody was shooting the ball well tonight. Mikel Bridges was horrible. Dinwiddie's 3 of 11. Cam Thomas is 8 of 18. Okay, not the worst. Royce O'Neal, 2 of 9. Dorian Finney-Smith, 1 of 5. Dayron Sharp, 1 of 3. And he commits fouls every minute, it feels like, in this game. So, um, obviously disappointing. You know, these Nets-Knicks games don't hold the same type of feel that it did when the superstars were here. And tonight's game, like, really made me miss those times. You know, like, I haven't thought about those two guys that now play in the uh, Western Conference that much. Of course, I'm talking about Kyrie and uh, KD. But... When you look at these Knicks games, and when those guys were here, the Nets owned the Knicks. It didn't matter if one of them was playing, if you know both of them were playing, if none of them were playing. We remember that Cam Thomas game winner back in uh, 2022. But you know, we used to dominate the Knicks, no problem. I mean, they were close games. I shouldn't say no problem, but they always used to beat the Knicks to the point where Julius Randle had that quote saying there was no rivalry because the Nets always beat our ass. And now. You know, I think based off of last year's matchups post the trades and now this embarrassing matchup here down 20 with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the Nets are just not where they should be right now. And it's it's getting worse. I feel like as the season goes on, it's getting worse and worse. And it just bothers me that, like, you know, we used to beat this team all the time. And let's be honest, they willingly let the superstars leave. I, I get there was distractions and you know there's the quote about Joe Sy wanting a, a 40 win team with no distractions and blah 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 but the thing is you know the reason I was against trading the superstars in the first place you can't win off of good vibes and stuff like that like it just ain't gonna happen like people people would say like oh I missed the 2019 Nets or oh let, let's get back to that I'm like I don't want that shit because then you have nights like tonight where You just know, like, you don't have the talent to compete in this league on a nightly basis against teams that are better than you. And this is the Knicks. This is not the Celtics. This is not the Denver Nuggets where they play on Friday. Um, This is the Knicks. You know, no offense to them, but they are not at that level. So to be losing by this much and look this bad, it's just very alarming. And I'm not happy with Jock Vaughn. Um, the Knicks came into this game down their top two centers, Mitchell Robinson, and I forget the guy behind him, he sprained his ankle. So they're down like their top two centers. It's Hartenstein and, and Taj Gibson, who's still in the league. So those are the Knicks' two centers. And 
you should know coming into this game that the Knicks are going to try and beat you in transition. And that's all they did tonight. And it, it looked like Jock Vaughn had the Nets not prepared at all for that scenario to happen. It was either bully ball by Randall or, you know, it would be Brunson or Barrett getting deep in the lane, hitting a turnaround jumper, or they would just go in transition, get a free layup, get an open shot, you know, DiVincenzo or whoever, like they would just find an open shot. So I feel like there was no coaching that went into this game. You know, you had the, the Knicks are also coming off a West Coast trip, I believe. So there's really no excuse of like why they look prepared and you don't. So I'm not happy with Jock Vaughn. I'm not. Like, I have not been encouraged lately. Um, he keeps Dayron Sharp in with four fouls. He brought him back in to close out the first half with four fouls. It's like, what the hell is the thought process behind that? Like, there is none. So, you know, I like the way Claxton played tonight. I mean, yeah, he probably could have, you know, shot the ball a bit better. But I feel like defensively, help defense. He had a couple nice blocks. Had that really nice one on Randall. Um, so Claxton, I feel like, played all right. But... For the rest of this team, it, it was disgusting. A very bad effort. And, you know, it kind of leaves you speechless at this point. Like, the team doesn't have much of a direction. They're right now probably going to be like a team that wins 35 to 40 games. Uh, where does that get them? I don't know. Probably, you know, an exit in the um, the uh, the play-in tournament. So, obviously, you want to avoid that and get a top six seed in your conference. But that's not going to happen with this team. They're just not good enough. Um, the rumors have started about possibly another Claxton block right there. Um, the rumors have started about Donovan Mitchell, and that's a name I brought up in the summer of like, that's probably the most realistic, uh, you know, option for this team possibly. And we know the Cavaliers, they lost Mobley for a while. Um, who's the other guard? Garland had like a broken jaw, so he's out for a while. So the Cavaliers might be going downhill. Not like the Nets are doing much better, obviously, but you know, I, I feel like most people believe that Donovan Mitchell is not going to sign an extension with the Cavaliers. So you're going to have teams like the Nets and the Knicks and the Heats and whoever else trying to probably bid for Donovan Mitchell, whether it's this trade deadline or over the summer. So if I'm the Nets, I probably get in on that and hope that Mitchell can attract another star because that's probably the best path to you know competing for championships that this team has you're not going anywhere with this core of players just solely you know you're not going to have Mikhail Bridges as your number one it's not going to happen I always viewed him as a number two he'll have his games you know Mikhail Bridges will have his games where he pops off and has a, a 40 point game but it's just too inconsistent we saw in the west coast trip we saw it tonight especially you know, he's just not a number one guy, and it is what it is. And the more he's asked to do on offense, the more it hurts his defense. He's been less of a defender now than he was with the uh, Phoenix Suns. So, you know, the more he plays on offense, it makes sense. The less energy he's going to have for defense. Um, now, of course, there are guys out. Dennis Smith Jr. is out. Lonnie Walker's out. Ben Simmons is out. We got an update on Ben Simmons today. Um, it ain't looking good. Like they said, he's going to be re-evaluated in a couple weeks, which pretty much gives us no new information um I have no hope for Ben Simmons at this point like I feel like any possible chance at him having a, a positive Nets career is pretty much out the window I, I figured if he came in this year and really looked great which he, he looked all right to start the year but the injuries came back once again and once you have a bad back like that you're kind of just screwed like it is what it is so um not expecting much from Ben at this point. 
whenever he comes back, he comes back. I still don't think we see him until 2024. But that was my that was my original like belief when he first went out. It's like, oh, we're not going to see this guy till next year. And so far, we're like 11 days away, basically, from the new year. And we're, we're probably not going to see Ben until, I would say, like at least mid-January, the earliest. So, um, oh, wow. What a shot by quickly. I think that was an N13. Or was it? Oh, technical foul. I don't know what's going on here. I have it on mute. But um, now he's dapping up Spike Lee. I mean, like, this is embarrassing. Like, they're coming into Barclays. Spike Lee is dapping up players after making shots. I, it's it's embarrassing. Like, how does that... I wonder what Joe Sy feels right now. You know, I wonder if Joe Sy is even watching this game. He's probably watching lacrosse or something. He's probably out in San Diego watching lacrosse. But I, I don't know. You know, I just can't stand this guy as an owner. I have no idea how you walk away from from superstars and go to this. And I don't mean to harp on it. Like, I really haven't brought them up at many points this year at all. Like, I've done this podcast and really have not brought those guys up that much. But, like, just watching tonight's game really made me think, like, how the hell did we let that go? Oh, wow. Dorian Finney-Smith. Big jam. And now he's talking shit. I like that. Anyway. Um... And shout out to Dorian Finney-Smith. He finally got to, I think this is the first time he met his dad. I know that story came out today. Um, I think his dad was in prison or something for like 30 years. And this was the first time he met his dad or whatever. So great story there for Dorian Finney-Smith and his family. But um, for the Nets and how they look on the court and their big picture, I, I don't like what I see. I don't think we have the right coach. And that's another thing. Like, they missed out on a big opportunity to get Ime Udoka. Why it didn't happen, I don't know. Of course, you know, there was the whole reason he left the Celtics, and I don't know what kind of information they dug up on him, but it, it was not bad enough for where the Rockets signed him, right? So, I mean, the Nets missed out on a great opportunity at a great coach, and um, whoever put the kibosh on that, whether that is Joe Sy or, you know, whether it was Sean Marks, I don't know. Um, probably Joe Sy. But... You know, to have a chance at that and and go to Jock Vaughn, who let's be honest, Jock Vaughn's just a motivator. You know, you hear him screaming all game. If you wish if you watch Nets games with volume on, like you listen to this guy scream all game and you know, he he sounds like a seal sometimes. He's like, oh, oh. like, you know, you hear Jock Vaughn always screaming shit. He sounds like a seal. So, you know, he's a good motivator, but when guys stop buying into a motivator, what else do you have left? You know, he's not a He's not good with X's and O's. He, he's not good with strategy. Like, what's Jock Vaughn going to do for this team? If the guys are not buying into his motivation, what does Jock Vaughn give you? I'm afraid it's nothing. So, you know, the Nets gave him like three extensions last year. He'll probably be here till the end of the year. It is what it is. If this team is that bad in the offseason or, you know, they end the year with that bad of a record, maybe, just maybe, they move on. But I'm not expecting it. Um... And the Nets have had, you know, in-season coach firings before, but that was with Mikhail Prokhorov, right? I remember Avery Johnson the first year in Brooklyn got fired in uh, probably right around this time, actually, like late December. Um, and then there was, uh, what the hell was his name? Lionel Hollins. Lionel Hollins, I think, got fired, too. They went to, uh, was it Tony Brown? I forget the guy's name. But, um, you know, there's been a couple in-season firings in Brooklyn, but not with Joe Sy. I mean, yes. Steve Nash, too. I forgot about that one last year. But Steve Nash was given, like, seven games. I mean, I feel like his leash was very, very short coming into the year, especially with, you know, Durant requesting he be fired. So um, just a lot of jawing in this game. Randall made a layup. He's jawing at DFS. I don't know what's going on. We'll see if a fight breaks out. But anyway, nice to know that some guys on this team have heart. But just very disappointing from what I've seen from Bridges. 
you know, mostly Cam Johnson, like Cam Johnson's catching a lot of strays on Twitter and it makes sense. I mean, people are calling him Joe Harris. And, um, by the way, I saw Joe Harris's stats today, man. He is just not having a good time in Detroit. I feel bad for Joe Harris. Can't wait for the tribute video when the Pistons come to town next week. Um, but anyway, um, but Cam Johnson, like for the money he's making, I've been a bit disappointed. I was expecting more tonight. He looked pretty good. He started out the game very hot. He, you know, I think he had like 20 points in the first half, so that was nice. But the other twin was horrible tonight. As I mentioned, he was three for 20 last time I checked. Um, I'm going to check some of the team stats and like just the matchup stats and just see where the Knicks really beat our ass. The Knicks shot 48%. The Nets shot 36%. Knicks shot 43% from three. Nets were at 33%. Knicks made... 87% of the free throws, Nets made 73%, and by the way, there were a lot of missed calls in this game, like, especially early, like, I feel like Tony Brothers with Dinwiddie, it doesn't go too well, like, I feel like Tony Brothers low-key hates Dinwiddie, like, Tony Brothers gives off that vibe that he hates everybody, but I feel like Dinwiddie and him just do not get along from, you know, what I've witnessed as a fan watching these games, but even Cam Thomas got thrown around a couple times and, you know, got hip-checked and nothing was called, so... You know, I, I was just hoping that this game would be officiated a bit more fair. And, you know, that's not the reason they lost. I shouldn't even bring it up. But still, it was kind of annoying. Um, the Knicks had 10 more rebounds, which I mentioned. The Knicks are down their top two centers or two of their top three centers. So you're getting out-rebounded by 10. Um, same amount of assist. Knicks had two more steals. Same amount of blocks. Same amount of turnovers. The Knicks had 50 points in the paint. Nets had 32. I mean... You can't have that. I, I know Randall's a, a, a load. He's tough to handle down there. But, you know, as I mentioned, Mitchell Robinson's not playing. The other guy behind Robinson's not playing. Like, how do, you, how do you lose by this much in the paint? You know, it's just embarrassing. Second chance points, Knicks had one more. Fast break points, Knicks had five more. Points off turnovers were the same. Knicks' biggest lead has been 25. Um fouls the Knicks had five more oh no the Nets had five more yeah that, that would make a lot of sense um so yeah one technical foul for each team I know Dinwiddie not Dinwiddie I know Bridges got a technical foul in the first quarter because he like inadvertently elbowed uh Hartenstein in the face and he had like a pretty mean cut going on on his lip so he came back in the game though um so yeah disappointing Let's look at the schedule quickly and see what's coming up for this team. Um, I'm actually going to the game Friday. I already don't want to go, but I'm pretty much going just to see friends I haven't seen in a while. We're all Nets fans, so I'm going for that reason. If it wasn't for them, I'd probably just sell my tickets. Like I, I have no interest in giving Joe Sy any of my money. Too bad I already spent the damn money. But on Saturday, they play Detroit. On Tuesday, they're at Detroit. So I'm hoping hoping they can win those two games. I think Detroit might have won tonight. I, I know they were winning, I think they said. Let's see. Because I, I don't want to go into that game with Detroit still on that losing streak. Actually, no, they're not playing tonight. Who the hell am I thinking of? I feel like somebody said the Magic were losing to the Pistons tonight, but I guess I'm wrong. But anyway, uh, they play the Jazz tomorrow. So I'm hoping the Pistons win tomorrow because I don't want them going into the back-to-back -back Nets games on that losing streak, because I just know for sure we're going to be that team that ends that streak for them. I know it. They might even sweep us at this point. Who the hell knows? So three of your next four games are against very easy opponents. Back-to-back -back versus the Pistons, and then after the Bucks game, you have the 
Washington Wizards on the 29th. So they should, should win three of four. You're hoping, right? They should win three and four. I'm already chalking up Friday as an L. I mean, they might even start benching guys Friday and just rest up for Saturday because they play a back-to-back, which I would not like that because I'm going to the game once again, but I would understand it from a strategic standpoint to just bench your guys versus Denver because your ass ain't going to win anyway, right? Uh, I wonder if DeAndre Jordan will get a, a tribute video. I'm sure he's been back to Barclays by now, right? Maybe not. I don't know, but we'll see. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I would not care if they rested guys on Friday. I don't really care because I'm going, but... Hopefully, you know, you get down to 13 and 15 after Denver. You can hopefully get back to 15 and 15. Then you'll be uh, 15 and 16. So they can hopefully be 16 and 16 after that Wizards game on the 29th. That's what I'm hoping for, right? Like, I'm trying to be realistic here. When there's a gimme on the schedule, you got to get it. Like, they have to win those games. So I'm hoping they do it. Um, been a disappointing week or so here for Brooklyn. Uh, I want to go over some of the West Coast games. I mean, yeah, the Golden State game sucked. I mean, Curry caught fire, and it just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, Steph Curry, it kind of reminded me of Luka from the second game of the year when Luka just went crazy, and there was nothing they can do about it. Like, Steph was kind of on, on some of that. So it wasn't, like, to that extent, but it was still, you know, Steph was awesome, and Steph did the same thing to Boston last night. I mean, the guy just has his nights, obviously. So... The game versus Utah, I forget what happened in this game now. Cam Thomas scored 32 in that game. Then when he had 11 assists, but um, I felt like they were very flat in the second half. And, you know, when you're on the end of a road trip, it happens. A West Coast trip, like it happens. But, you know, still, I'm just not a fan of how these guys are responding to Jock Vaughn right now. And it just a lot of bad vibes going on. So, anyway, that's going to do it. I'll try to talk to you guys trying to think when this will be probably sometime next week after either the pistons game or after the bucks game so we'll see what happens but yeah just don't lose to detroit because i feel like they're going to so we'll see what happens hope you guys enjoyed and i'll talk to you guys next time